to navigating civility in nursing school, fostering a culture of professionalism. I'm your host, Nurse Eads, and in today's episode, we'll be delving into a critical aspect of nursing education. Before we talked about civility, but I want to go more into promoting civility and professionalism within us, within us as students and within our classroom. We'll be exploring behaviors that are considered incivility along with their potential consequences to help you understand the significance of really maintaining a respectful and compassionate learning environment. So let's get started. First, we need to make sure that we're understanding what incivility is. Incivility can manifest in various behaviors that compromise the well-being of the students, faculty, but then can translate into the care provided to patients. Some of these behaviors include the following, and I'm just going to list about eight of them. The first one is disrespectful interaction. In a previous podcast, we talk about communication and how that translates into our role as a not only a student nurse, but also into your profession as a nurse. Engaging in personal insults, using profanity, or making demeaning remarks towards peers, faculty, or patients is very disrespectful. And if we're not really paying attention to our tone and body language, it can really have an effect on our progress in the program. One of the things that I say is, is we understand anxiety, we understand frustration. This program, choosing to be in a nursing program, this this choice that you make, it's a it's a satisfying one, gratifying one, but because of the changes that it requires you to make and how you think and how you act and how you perceive can sometimes cause frustration. And so recognizing that and then making the necessary changes is gonna be important. The second is disruptive conduct. Persistently making distracting noises, interrupting class or clinical activities without proper reason or engaging in disruptive behavior can hinder really the learning environment. The third one is uncooperative attitude. Demonstrating disengagement or refusing to participate in group work or clinical assignments is really on that. And I know you're probably thinking, what? But when you start to look at it, in order to get an idea of how to engage in critical thinking and and having that clinical judgment, it requires that you bounce ideas off of other students, off of other faculty to help correct that thinking. If you're not participating in the activities that's happening, majority of the time, the first thing you'll hear what comes to mind is, is well, I didn't, I didn't hear that in class, or I didn't know that. And, it, and majority of the time when I go back and I do a self-reflection, I realize that day I didn't participate fully or I wasn't really engaged with the classroom. Step four, or number four, is inappropriate use of technology. When you're using your cell phone or um, you're more app to like get on social media. Um, if you're emailing without permission, especially during your class time or your clinical times, then that's distracting. So you're missing valuable key points that are being given to you within the classroom, um, valuable instructions given to you in a clinical setting. And it's really disrespectful to others. Unfortunately, 
the next one, five is something that you can run into. You may see that. And that's substance abuse. So coming to class or clinical under the influence of alcohol or illicit substances can really compromise patient safety in the learning environment. So what about poor hygiene? Neglecting personal hygiene can impact the well-being of patients and create discomfort among peers. Seven is disregard for timeliness. Frequently arriving late to class or clinical assignment or leaving early before proper, without proper justification or at least expressing that information to your instructor can disrupt the learning process and it's definitely a reflection of professionalism. One of the things that I realized is, is although you feel like you're paying for a course, that I always had to tell myself, okay, this is my job. How would I, how would I correspond or talk to my professors as if I worked for them? Because uh, that's what we're supposed to be learning. We're supposed to be learning how to change our minds over to become better at being professionals. And if we really don't engage in that, um, then we lose that aspect. So then when you go into the hospital, unfortunately, some have not been able to recover or had to be reprimanded um, or have a reputation. Their brand says that they're not professional individuals. They're very confrontational. Um, and sometimes I always, I, like when I send out emails, I'll talk about how um, it's really important um to look at how we send out emails because in one hand it seems like very pat that you're really passionate about what you're talking about but at the same time getting very close to um representing incivility so always have somebody read over something just always have bounce things off of people just to make sure um that you're you're staying um within that framework of being professional and again with with time if, if you're going to be late, communicate. If you need to leave early, communicate. Because that's what you would do for your job. Get permission. Just shows respect. Non-compliance with policies is a big one. It's that failing to adhere to university policies. Majority of the time, though, I'll give it to students, especially because I know. I, I didn't know that I was breaking policies because I didn't know them. So make sure that you when you get into a nursing program that you're looking through that um, hand, that student handbook. Um, and I find it important also to look to see whether or not the the college publishes their, their faculty handbook online, because that gives you an idea of what's supposed to be happening for you and what you're supposed to be doing for yourself. The next one is, is really, um, looking into those guidelines as far as non-compliance with these policies. Um, making sure that you're not undermining any principles of professionalism and patient care. And if you kind of put all of these things in the aspect, I think that um, if you do a self-reflection and evaluation of yourself, you begin to realize that I, I don't want to be seen as disrespectful. I don't like it when when people are disruptive of me, when I'm trying to speak, so I try not to do it of others. I feel like things go better when I'm more cooperative versus uncooperative. Um, if 
if I'm if I'm having a conversation with someone and they're on their phone, I feel like they're not listening to me. And so you're going to give off those same vibes. Poor hygiene, it's really hard. And I'm not really sure if I covered that one, which is number six. Poor hygiene, neglecting, neglecting personal hygiene can impact the well-being of your patient and create discomfort amongst peers as well. Disregarding timeliness, not being compliant with policies, we don't want to be seen as that. So again, just to reiterate, behaviors that can and is and are included in incivility, disrespectful interactions, disruptive conduct, three, uncooperative attitude, four, inappropriate use of technology, five, substance abuse, six, poor hygiene, seven, disregard for timeliness, and eight, noncompliance. But now what are those consequences? What are some of the things that can go wrong if you're engaging in incivility? Well, if you can understand the potential consequences of, of incivility, um, you might find a way to kind of learn how to foster a more positive, respectful learning environment. You can stay away from those things. So here are some of the outcomes that may happen. And, and I do implore you, make sure that you're looking back at your nursing program, looking at their policy and procedures, looking at your syllabus, um, because they kind of outline this. But this is just an overall view of some of the things that could happen potentially. The first is a disciplinary warning. So if there's an incident of incivility, it may lead to a warning that's issued by your faculty or your program coordinator or sometimes even the dean. The second is a probationary period. So in severe cases, a student may, can be placed on probation that will require them to demonstrate improvement of their behavior in order to continue in their enrollment within the program. Third is removal from class or clinical. So if, you, if there are repeated incidences of instability, that then as a student, you can be removed from the class or the clinical setting Counted as absent, and this can affect your academic progress. Now, I know some individuals are going to be like, what? Mm -mm, because I pay for this class. Well, in this essence, so did the other students in the class. And so there's an expectation of classroom, and you kind of sign on for that when you accept your position within the program. And so remember, you're building your brand. You're, you're building your personal identity and your professional identity. What do you want to be known for? Fourth is campus security involvement. In extreme circumstances, there have been um, documentation of, in, of students in general uh, making threats or engaging in acts of violence that involved, required that campus security get involved and lead to other consequences. So don't let that be you. Dismissal from the program is an option, especially if there's continuous and severe acts of incivility that we, that prevent students from um, completing their education at the institution. Um, and, 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 and that's that's really sad. Impact on grades. When you're engaging in, when it, a person chooses to engage in incivility, it can impact not just the grades, but also how you're doing within your clinical setting and affect that evaluation and can affect the overall academic performance. I understand that most programs have that com component of what happens in a classroom and clinical for each nursing course. And so you have to do well in one in order 
to do well in the other or to pass a class. You can't do well in exams and not pass clinical or pass clinicals, but not do well in exam. It's like you, you, you can't have it both ways. And I hope that I said that correctly, but you can't have one without the other. So you have to pass the exam portion. You have to pass the clinical portion. And if you're being in civil in either of those, then that can eventually uh, lead to um, poor academic performance. The final one is loss of license, number seven. If you're unprofessional in conduct as a student and it persists after graduation, it can lead to your loss of your license or registration. So how do we promote a culture of professionalism? As a nursing student, you really play a huge crucial role in creating a supporting and respectful learning environment for yourself, those around you, and your faculty. By upholding the principles of professionalism and really treating others with compassion and respect, you contribute to safe and high quality patient care. You have to remember, seek support, engage in self-reflection, and adopt a flexible mindset. And this can assist you in really managing any stress and frustration that may come along that normally comes along with being in a nursing program because it requires a lot of change you know, to adopt, especially in personality and things you do. So let's strive to be the change we wish to see in the nursing profession and work together to really foster a culture of professionalism and civility. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Navigating Civility in Nursing School. I really do hope that this discussion has highlighted the importance of promoting respect and compassion amongst nursing students, but also within the classroom to have a good impact on faculty. Let's embrace a culture of professionalism and create a positive learning environment for ourselves and others and our patients. Join me next time for more insight into nursing education and professional development and anything else that's nursing. Until then, stay kind, stay compassionate, and keep shining as future nursing professionals.